Hello. Hi. Welcome to I, I Have, Have a Strange, strange story, story Podcast. podcast. Um, so this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences, etc. And I'm Lindsay. Okay. And I'm <laughs> and I'm Rebecca. <laughs> that was a long pause. It's because I said etc. Because I was like, you know, we do more than that. <laughs> we don't just retell people's stories. You know what I mean? Because like we do more. Yeah, we do. We In true fashion, I'm going to touch my microphone right now. I'm moving it. Okay. I just wanted everybody to be involved in that uh, task. <sighs> well, um, happy Friday. That's yeah, when we record. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day whenever we recorded this. Yeah. 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 Keep in mind, uh, okay, don't keep, you know, that's my theme. I'm just going to say it. It's just my theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be released way past, like, way past St. Patrick's Day, but, like, whatever. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah, it's still interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I think that, do you want to move into any announcements? Yeah, um, so the only announcement I have is, so I've got two, so check out my Etsy shop. Okay. Bright Star Visions. And then the other thing is that I had a weird experience today. Oh, okay. A strange story. Oh, uh, if you may. (laughs) If you if you will. Um, <laughs> so I was leaning over like my bathroom sink and I was plucking my eyebrows and I felt this gust of wind, like a little, like somebody blew on my back and um, mm-hmm. toss up my hair a little bit. Oh. And I saw it in the mirror. I saw my hair. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to burn the house down. <laughs> that's what i understand you're supposed to do is just burn that fucker down that is an option right like that's what i've been seeing a lot of cursed objects on um TikTok. <laughs> like they just they they just bring the whole city out to like burn a couch or something because it's, they're like burn it because <laughs> it's killed three people in town yeah <laughs> it makes sense that is <laughs> it's very, I was, I mean, you know, I even looked into like, how do you rid an object of, you know, being haunted mm-hmm. and I couldn't really find anything saying what you do with it. But what I've read is that, yeah, people just burn it and they make a big like deal about it. They bring everybody out. <laughs> Come on town. We're yeah. We're going to burn this couch. couch. Yeah. I mean, I fucking though. hope it works. This is what I think happens is that whatever it is just like leaves it and enters something else. <laughs> it's like jokes on you but yeah yeah, um how do you feel about your experience I felt it was a really good experience oh okay we're different you (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it was playful you know oh shit all right yeah like no I didn't creep me out okay I, know. I mean, I can get that. I mean, I don't always get creeped out when shit happens mm-hmm. in my place either. When maybe I should. I've had the, my bathroom light keeps flickering. And like, I've had to replace that like light bulb so many times. And I shouldn't. Like I buy the, those light, light bulbs that are like supposed to last. Yeah. Because I care about the environment, everybody. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know. It's kind of weird too. That is like some horror movie shit. Flickering bathroom lights. It's really creepy when I'm in the shower and it happens. I'm like, if these bitches go out, like, like the lights going out and it being completely dark is like terrorizing in the bathroom. I mean, anywhere, but mostly in the bathroom. Because that's where you, you are the most like what at risk or how does it, what do you say? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're the most vulnerable. I hope everybody heard me put my earbud away because I I was like yelling, I think. I'm not quite sure. But like this whole earbud situation, like technology was like, we're going to make things great. And it's like fucking awful. You can't like you have to yell. It's like all muffled. (laughs) The only time I enjoy them is whenever I'm in the gym and I can like turn them up really loud when I even go to the whatever. Okay. I do you have any other announcements? No, do you? I do, actually. So one of my announcements was going to be that it's St. Patrick's Day, but you beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know I was, I know, but I had a few things to kind of talk about that. Like everybody, not everybody, but um, people may know that like I'm really into like history and themes and like usually for the shows I'll try to do themes I didn't think ahead of time uh this this time for St. Patrick's Day but what's kind of weird is they're starting to do haunted houses for St. Patrick's Day what that's cool yeah there's a place um in Texas there is a town that's doing it and then there's a big one that's in Chicago isn't that crazy yeah I love that I know and then I wanted to say something else about St. Patrick's Day because I'm not going to talk about it, but I think it's a cool story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we know that it's like St. Patrick's Day involves Irish people, I think is one like common fact that people know. Yeah. But like, I just wanted to share that in Mexico, they have a big celebration for St. Patrick's Day um, because they love the Irish. Did you know that? Yeah. I remember you telling me that. That's, uh, it's cause oh, I told you that. Precious. Aren't I fun? Yeah. I know. I um, it. but it's because, <laughs> well, it's because during the American revolutionary war, um, and then all the other times that the, the Irish were coming over, they were like forced to fight in these wars that they didn't want to fucking fight in. Like they had left their own country because of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so whenever they met, um, people from Mexico and heard their stories and they had already like abolished slavery, um, you know, several words later and I'm getting off on my timelines. Um, but so uh, the Irish people and their brigade, which they called like the St. Patrick's uh, brigade, Mm -hmm. um, they fought on the Mexican side, uh, during the Mexican American, uh, revolutionary war. Yeah. And it's because they liked what the, the people of Mexico stood for. And Mm -hmm. also because, um, there was another time that Santa Ana had, um, focused in on getting Irish people to come fight for him. Cause he was explaining to them, like you came to this land and they gave you these promises and then they're making you fight for things you don't want to fight for. Come fight with us. And yeah. the Irish people said, we will. And we went and we fought with, uh, Mexico. Oh man, that's amazing. Isn't that really cool? And so Mexico has a huge celebration and, um, you know, same with, uh, whenever you go deep into Mexico, there's, well, whatever, I'm not going to talk about that, but either way. Yeah. They have a huge celebration. They have, um, parades and everything and they love the Irish. So keep that in mind if you ever go to Mexico and you're Irish. I love that. 
They love us. They yeah. loved me when I went to Mexico. I had red hair as a baby. Yeah. And do you remember they all wanted to touch my hair? Yeah. It's because I was precious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, my other update. The spider. Do you remember me talking about my spider? I do. How's that? Uh, it only you? came out once. That bitch is gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Our relationship is over. And I don't know if they passed on or if they found another home, but they're gone. Maybe they're outside um, now that it's warm. Maybe. You know weather, though. Like, today is really cold. <laughs> it was 50 degrees. Bless your heart. But it's really windy. <laughs> oh, man. The wind is terrible. Like, the wind makes it worse, Ugh, right? Like, yes. 50 degrees, I think I'd be okay. But that wind chill, holy fuck. Anyways, I know we've got to get our show on the road. <laughs> so those are, my, um, those are my announcements. I was like, why do I have written down that we're on episode two? But that's episode 11. I'm just very cultured and thought it was Roman numerals. <laughs> do you do stuff like that? Do you write in Roman numerals? I do. I do for like tracking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So I think since it's 11 and since I stole your time to go first, it's truly <laughs> your time to go first. So I've got a great story today. This is um, from Reddit, and this happens whenever this happened whenever they were about twelve years old. They saw what um, appeared to be like a Bigfoot member. Okay, I say member. It's not dirty or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so oh. <laughs> they said that they grew up on <laughs> a reservation near a mountain. And there are plenty of towns, um, even a city like around five hours away from their hometown. But as teens, they were often playing by an old creek near their house. And then one day they decided to head to the creek near the house. And they spend just a couple of hours there having a water fight. And so while they were filling up their water gun, they came across what looks like the left arm of a bear removed from the shoulder joint. Oh, yeah. And that's nuts. Yeah, just a fucking arm. And so like he looks at it closer and it was covered in like in brown hair. And they said that the flesh was a rotten green color and it still had some blood on it. Oh, and it was kind of like in the mud. So he (laughs) he pulled it out of the mud And he said he turned it over and he looked at the hands and it was just like a human hand. It had fingers, palms, and nails, but it was just a huge hand. Moider is what I thought, you know, at first. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, this is Moider. Moider. And then I was like, stand by me, you know. (laughs) Um. But anyways, they scream and they ran to their brother and they showed and he's like, come look at this arm. And he showed him and his older cousin and they decided they they needed to bring it home. And so they um, they all pulled it to their house and they said that it stunk so bad that they kept vomiting. And oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And they had to take turns because it was so heavy. And then they got home, they showed it to their grandmother and their uncle who has now passed. And they said they said they were so mad. They were like, Don't touch anything like that. Do not bring that home. 
And then um, his uncle went and, like, took the arm away in a wheelbarrow and was just gone for a couple of hours. And he said he he got rid of it whenever he came back. Um, But, like, while he was out doing that, his grandmother started to tell them a story that... um, about her experience that she had as a child. And she said her father told her to never go near the mountains alone um, because they've been occupied longer than we have been on this earth, like humans. And she said she didn't listen or believe and believed and went um, to go pick berries in the and gather tree sap in the mountains. Um, and then she says as she got closer, she saw what looked like four large bears standing up on the mountainside, but they were walking upright like men. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, um, she said that they were Bigfoot and that she's never told anybody and she's never, you know, she didn't mention it whenever she got home. Um, and then they asked like, what do you think happened to the rest of the body of the arm? And she said that they are, they're like bears. They're very terri- territorial and aggressive whenever they feel threatened or scared. And she says that um, she and her and her grandfather used to collect their bones and burn them so that whenever they passed that white, so that white people couldn't find them. And so that the uh, Bigfoot could live in peace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a couple years later, um, in 2021, them and their cousin went back to the mountains for a hunting trip. And um, they said whenever they got there, there was this large, like, teepee hut structure with brown, thick hair inside. Um, And he took some pictures. And then whenever he got home, he showed his grandmother and... um, and he also asked, like, if this mountain looked familiar to her. And she told him to wait with her for a bit. And um, their auntie grabbed this old suitcase. And it was all of these old black and white pictures. Um, and in the photos, they even had... So they in the photos were these um, large, giant, teepee-looking huts. And she said there were so many of them. And then they she showed him this one photo um, of the mountain... And there were, like, three bear-like creatures walking up, like, right like a human. So she got the picture. Oh, my God. I know, right? <laughs> and, she, and it was, like, the same as it looked in the hand, as the hands. Like, it looked like hands and legs. And then yeah. she has promised him, she made him promise never to show anybody these photos. Um, and then she also said that she gave him some kind of backstory about how Native people and Bigfoot coexist together. And she she said that um, Oh wait, I'm sorry, Lindsay, can we edit that part out? I read that wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um so I have some information about it. Okay. So this is coming from sbs.com.au. And it's describing a documentary about Sasquatch with interviews from First Nation people and tribe members. And they said First, First Nations people describe Sasquatch as tall, two-legged, completely covered in hair, and would seem they operate and act directly and entirely from the heart consciousness. First Nations people 
um, of differing clans and tribes across North America and Canada have coexisted for hundreds, if not thousands, of years with the Sasquatch and have revered them as divine, all-knowing creatures. Um, they, they say that Sasquatch are the guardians of the forest, part human and part animal, with an understanding of the consciousness of both. Okay. Isn't I think that, that 100% makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Like it makes sense because of how um, aggressive, because they aren't like Harry and the Henderson's Bigfoot. Right. Like I feel like all the stories we hear about the Bigfoot sightings, they're all very territorial and very violent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're guarding the fucking forest, man. Yeah, that's a really nice way to describe them. Go ahead. So, like, what do you, how do you feel about them as far as, like, if you think they're a, like, a more specter or spiritual being? Like, not spiritual, but, like, like a ghost, or do you think that they're, like, an animal, like a bear? Does that make sense? Um... Yeah, I mean, I wonder if you could compare them to like like apes. Mm-hmm. Like I would compare humans to apes. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um because they have the intellect, but they have the um you know, they live in the wild. They're born free and wild at heart. Aww. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're smart. Yeah. Um, so I'm not talking about chimps. There is a big difference. And if you don't know, I recommend you watch Planet of the Apes starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I love that movie so much. Like yeah. all of, the, I love all those movies. They, they did such a good job with it. But they really explained the difference between chip, chimps and apes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then orangutans, I think, are their own. Not orangutan. Is it an orangutan? Yeah. What are the big ones that are red and furry and really smart? I think that those are orangutans. I don't know, actually. Okay. I think they are. I think I'm right. And those are kind of like their own thing. I don't know if they're apes. I'm wrong now. I don't know. But um, that's what I. That's how I categorize them. But mm-hmm. I just categorize them as like an advanced ape. Okay. That's big. I mean, then you have like gorillas that have that strength. You know what I mean? But they mm-hmm. also have the intellect, in my opinion. Yeah. So they're both. Yeah. And I say this, and if people don't know me, and maybe they're having to do some interpretation, like, I have nothing but, like, utmost respect for apes, and, like, um, and for Darwinism, and, like, all that stuff. So I'm not saying it in a negative way about Bigfoot at all. I'm not talking shit about Bigfoot, y'all. I didn't think you were, dude. I know, but like other people, you know, they don't know us. Like communication is so important. Everything can be interpreted anyway. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Yeah. I kind of think of them as as like like the fae in a way. Okay. So like and, so but, almost like, but that's like spiritual, right? Yeah, you know, like okay. um, or something that's been just so long longer on this earth than we can than we can understand and they they can live between worlds or um interdimensionally in a way or they can see through you know the dimension and interact with it 
I mean, that's amazing. That would be very cool. I mean, I have no doubt because don't we say that about animals too? Like can't cats exist in another dimension beyond ours? (laughs) Do they see, do they see another dimension or something like that? Right. I don't know. Honestly, that's a A vacuum exists in other dimensions is all I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that sounds amazing and why not? Mm hmm. Because they're associated with a lot of paranormal and with portals too. Yeah. So that makes sense to me actually, now that you bring that up about um, Bigfoot being almost kind of spiritual and having those different powers and abilities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it could be something that evolved from this earth though too, you know, Mm -hmm. like it could have. Do you? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go on. Well, when we talk about like portals and all of that energy and the paranormal stuff that happens like in certain areas that are just like energized with it. Right. And that includes Bigfoot, but it also includes aliens. And do you think that they all, this is kind of a wild question, but do you think that they all know about each other and they're all like in cahoots? Definitely dude. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you know what's we- fucking what's- aliens and Bigfoot and the Fae. Like there is a deep relationship, especially with the Fae and aliens and shit oh my god did you hear my throat ver- burps i didn't no no i didn't hear it at all earlier i am um, has burped and i was like i wonder if everybody heard <laughs> but yeah like um there are things in, that the fae and aliens have in common that are just wild like mm-hmm. it, i think it has to do something with salt like yeah, like the Fae don't don't like salt, and like aliens can't consume it. Um, extraterrestrial. Well, shit, we need to do an episode on salt and aliens. Yeah, and witches, like everything. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, we just need to talk about salt. Yeah, salt. It's one of our favorite foods. It is actually. We salt yeah. everything. Oh my god, we love salt <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh my god, it's not. <laughs> it's the magic ingredient. We salt before we taste. We're like, we're just going to go ahead and salt this up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I shouldn't speak for you. I should just speak for myself. But yeah, either there were, oh gosh, what the fuck else was I going to say about all this? I think that you were going to say more too, before we get off on salt. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't, I think that that, um, I think that's all I think that I can think of right now. So I do think that I they're mean, all in cahoots. Shit. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder, okay, okay. And if we look at it from that perspective too. So, so when we're talking aliens, right. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all the different encounters people have had. And there's that one common thread that sometimes the aliens are, are forewarning people of our demise and that they're here to help us mm-hmm. um, and prevent us from like destroying each other. Right. Yeah. And then Bigfoot is the guardian of the forest. So mm-hmm. I wonder if like that's how they're connected to is kind of like the, the guardians. And we haven't ever, we don't bring up the news really. We I, have occasionally yeah. like, and with some tragedies we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all of this shit going on about a mothership and like little baby UFOs that may come down and like, I've seen stuff where like the government is like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> what do you 
fake. Yeah. Like every time I see it, I'm like, this is fake. Like I'm just going to look it up. And I look it up and all these articles come up where it's fucking real. Yeah. Like, I, you know, there's a, so much fucking chaos going on. And we don't ever bring this stuff up because you listen to that anyways. But like, it is wild. I was going to tell you today how crazy it seems right now. And like, I'm yeah. over here like buy my stuff on Etsy, you know, like, yeah. So we all just keep powering just through. We're like, well, yeah. fuck it. Aliens are going to get us, but we'll, we better keep going to work. Like, I don't know what to think of anything right now. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I think I was watching this thing that was talking. Uh, I mean, every generation, every group of people's, you know, born around the same time, we all kind of go through shit. Right. And if we think of like, well, what, what did all the boomers go through? And mm-hmm. then a generation, what's the, the next generation X? And then it's mm-hmm. millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all have had all this shit happen, but I was watching something specifically for millennials because that's what I am. Mm-hmm. And it was like, millennials haven't had a moment of rest, <laughs> like, yeah. like all the shit that we've endured. And then it's bubbling up to this. And then it's like, nobody's talking about all this shit happening. Mm-hmm. And is it because we're older and we see things differently and like, process it differently like what the fuck is going on though there's alien motherships hovering over our country and nobody cares (laughs) i know well you know what i think it is too though like we are in a super state of like high anxiety all the time like all over the world right now like things are changing so fast you know our governments and our our societies and the way that people are thinking and like I think that, you know, that kind of says something just to be like, we're just all in so much on, you know, under so much stress and stress and pressure. Yay. There's aliens now. We all knew it. Okay. <laughs> let's just, you know, wonder if we're going to have, if we're going to be able to, to whatever. <laughs> yeah. You so possibly it's a good distraction for us where they're like, Hey, we're going to give you this, you know, we took an inch or, you know, whatever the saying is, give them an inch, we'll take a mile. I don't know. So they're like, well, let's, let's give them aliens at least like there's been enough released about this. We'll finally tell them aliens are real. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just finally tell them too, that we have been using their technology. And then they're like, we need to get... Yeah, we need to get rid of people, too. So we're going to let the ships come down and do shit to people. Like, I'm kidding, aliens. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, them's his jokes. Like, I don't believe in any of you guys. None of this is happening. None of this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, the world. I can't even talk about the world right now. Do you want me to talk a little bit about my story? Please. <laughs> like, I'd love to hear. So that... The aliens will stop listening to us right now. So, of course, I went classic St. Patrick's Day, so Irish theme for my story. Yeah. And which there's a lot of um, Irish folklore that we don't really talk a lot about. But, you know, a lot of folklore is very, like, similar, like, thematically, like, for every culture and country. Like, it's just a different face or maybe a little bit of a different story, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Ireland has, like, the Banshee, um, which we've done a show on the Banshee, and um, also another woman called the Morrigan. Mm -hmm. And I actually forgot who she is and what she does. I thought I'd remember, and I was like, who needs notes? And then I forgot what she is. (laughs) 
Um, but either way, so I was going to talk a little bit about St. Patrick's Day. So surprise, surprise, it's an American construct, just by the way. Like <laughs> the way that it's celebrated now is what was invented in the United States. But it's actually kind of a fun story. Okay, so St. Patrick's Day was American, an American construct, um, but it did originate in Ireland. So in Ireland, it was called a feast day, and it was really like... Um, compounded in like religion, Mm -hmm. basically like Roman Catholic um, Catholicism and everything. And they had been celebrating this day since around the 10th century. Um, So it had been going on for quite a while, right? But this is what's interesting is that it was celebrated much differently. Actually, everybody went and prayed all fucking day. (laughs) 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 And you you were not allowed to drink on this day. So they were celebrating the passing of St. Patrick, um, and which you think that in all of this, I would have looked up who he was, but that just really didn't cross my mind. I just (laughs) knew that they were celebrating him um, and that it was done differently. So then in 1766, because of all of the um, immigrants who had come over or were coming over, there there was a strong population of Irish people in New York. Um, and they had their first St. St. Patty's Day parade. And it was actually um, Irish soldiers who were marching with the English um, through Manhattan. And they were marching with them because they were serving with them at the time. Um, so, and they marched them through Manhattan to a bar where the Irish people went and drank. And so that's kind of where the tradition began. Um, and then in 1903, it became an official holiday and it was like written into law. Um, but in Ireland, again, they had to close pubs on this day. They were not open. (laughs) Um, yeah. So then in the 1990s, Ireland finally like realized that they could really bank on this. And Mm -hmm. so they started celebrating St. Patrick's day the way the U S does. Um, because they wanted tourists to come and everything. So they started opening their pubs after that. Wow. I know. So what is interesting, too, is when you think about traditions and culture and the way uh, we celebrate things or, um, you know, religion, all those things. So you can see here how St. Patrick's Day changed meaning and why it changed meaning basically for consumerism. Mm. Um, but how often has this happened throughout history and how much has this like impacted and changed everything for people when it comes to celebrations and culture? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't it kind of crazy? Like this changed because they wanted people to come to their country. So they started a celebration, but historically they weren't allowed to drink and they had to pray all day. Yeah. So they went from that to getting shit-faced and drinking, like, green beer. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy. So um, so that's the background of St. Patrick's Day and how it came to fruition and what it is now and how it's celebrated. But I actually was going to talk a little bit about the Deary Do. Have you heard of her? Am I saying it right? Um, I don't know if I've heard of her. Shit, I thought you did a show on her one time. Maybe I did. I don't know. Tell me. I do a lot of shows. Okay, okay. I forget. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a woman called uh, the Deary Do. And so this is Irish folklore, okay? okay? So she came to us back in a time in Ireland when there were arranged marriages. And it was very common just to have arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in, um, she came from the Waterford Village, which is somewhere in Ireland. Um, it wasn't called Waterford, for, ooh, Waterford Village at the time, though. That's what it's called now. 
Um, so there was this beautiful woman. Thank God she was beautiful and not fucking ugly, right? Um, <laughs> and woof, woof. You wouldn't have a good story if she we was ugly. We don't hear about the ugly ones. <laughs> um, she was very beautiful. And her father knew how beautiful she was. And he was like, I'm going to fucking bank on this woman one day. Um, but she happened to fall in love with a peasant farmer before he could do that. And she and this farmer um, started talking about getting married and having kids. And then her father was like, oh, shit, we got to put this to a stop because I had planned on making money from her. Um, so he he ventured out and he found like one of the richest men in the village. He promised his daughter in exchange for like land and riches and all this great stuff. Um, and she was really upset about this. Like she did not want to marry this guy. Um, but she had no rights and she knew she had no choice. So she had to go through with it. Um, and it turns out the guy she married was a piece of shit. Um, he was awful to her. He locked her up, uh, and he beat her. Um, uh, yeah, he was just a really awful person to her. Um, and she became so depressed and so upset about her situation that she stopped eating and drinking and she died. Oh, no. Um, and so we go back to her father and her father didn't care that she had died. Um, he was very happy with the outcome and the money and the land that he got. Um, so he didn't have any concern about her death. The only person who was upset about her dying was uh, her first love, who was the peasant farmer. Um, so he would go and visit her all the time, her grave. Um, and he was just really distraught about it. And what happened is her spirit was so full of rage for how she had been discarded um, and treated in her lifetime um, that it forced her out of the grave, lusting vengeance. And so the first person that she went to visit was her father. And as he slept, she killed him. Um, And then the next person was her ex-husband. So, of course, she went and she found him in bed, actually, with multiple women. Um, And didn't seem concerned or upset at all for her passing. Um, And so, obviously, she killed him in his sleep. And in, like the passion of this killing and the passion of all of her, her anger and her rage. Um, she sucked all of his blood out of him. (laughs) Oh, that's normal. Yeah. Um, and so his blood actually made her feel so invigorated and alive, um, that her thirst for blood at this point could never be quenched again. Uh Um, and so what she did is she was so beautiful. Thank God. She was able to lure young men like into alleys and she would, um, feast on their blood and she would kill them. Um, and so uh, there were all these dead men that were popping up in alleys and there was all the same story and they were finding like puncture holes from, from, or like on the men's bodies from her Mm -hmm. biting them. Um, and what happened is nobody knows what the fuck happened to her. She just disappeared and nobody knows like if she died, they don't know if she's still around or if she's in hiding or whatever could have happened to her. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can still visit her grave in Ireland. It's, um, in a place called the, the tree of Strongbow. Oh, cool. If you want to visit her grave. But nobody knows what happened to her. But that is the folklore of Derry Dew, which sounds very much like a vampire. She does sound like a vampire. 
Yeah. And there's actually a male version of her in Ireland. Hmm. Um, and he also has somewhat of a tragic story, but not as tragic as hers, which also reminded me that a lot of folklore about women, women, <laughs> uh, it reminded me that a lot of fo- folklore about women is based in tragedy and women being um, resentful. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? I think we've yeah. talked about that before. Yeah, we've we've talked about that before. Yeah, but does definitely. that happen to to men too? Do men are is their folklore out of tragedy? I don't know. You know, now that I think about it, I can't think of a whole lot of folklore that revolve around men coming back seeking vengeance. I'm sure that there's some out there, but it just seems like the ones that the only ones that are coming to mind are like the like the the uh, the white lady. The lady in white is that yeah is? the women in white the women lady in white, in white woman in white yeah rona larry yeah that's what i thought too i'm uh-huh. like yeah i'm not gonna say that on air <laughs> la yorona like <laughs> yeah uh i know there's more women that are similar to this um is the banshee that way too no the banshee is a spirit that like she's like a house spirit and I think that she, or she's connected to the family. Mm-hmm, she's connected to the family, but it, and she she foretells a, a death in the family. Right, but where did she come from? Like, know. what was her story? Did she come, was she born out of tragedy? Because I think she was. The um, but I can't recall. I'll have to look it up. Story. Oh, okay. I We've got know. internet, ladies and gents. Dun, 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 dun. She's a super Oh yeah, and the banshee. Okay. And she's from Ireland too, so it makes sense that we would talk about her on this day of our celebration of our yeah. heritage. Heritage. Because um, we're she, Irish. She's a supernatural being in Irish and other Celtic folklore who's mournful keening or wailing, screaming, or lamenti- lamentation at night was believed to foretell the death of a family member. Okay. Yeah. That's what I read earlier. It's, or it was talking about how it's not just one banshee, that possibly it's a banshee assigned to your family. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was looking to see if I could find the Irish uh, vampire. I think... Oh, yeah, he just died and came back to the earth to suck people's blood. I'm a man. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, fuck it. I want to suck blood. I'm coming back, everybody. (laughs) (sighs) I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anywho. So I, I had pulled up some Irish folklore just, you know, in the spirit of today. So Mm -hmm. I hope everybody had a good St. Patrick's day. Yeah. Do you remember? Drink it up suckers. When you could be in church praying for your fucking life. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to be drinking beer. I think I'm uh, gluten intolerant, by the way. That's an announcement. Ugh, that's so very sad. I'm very sorry for you. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I ate a bagel. Mm-hmm. And after I ate the bagel, I hadn't really eaten anything else. Mm-hmm. My stomach ballooned. <laughs> like, ballooned? 
Yeah, I was so bloated. It was insane how big wow. my Lily get the my cat is like standing with her mouth on the microphone like she's fucking talking at it. Like <laughs> get the fuck off me, dude. Like I can't do this. I don't know what she's doing. She is so fat, dude. Um <laughs> That's my fault. Um I don't remember what I was saying cuz of my cat. But either way, oh, that's gluten. our show, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Gluten Sorry. intolerant. My stomach ballooned up and I was like, that's crazy. And I mentioned it to a girl. I was like, hey, I ate a bagel and my stomach got real big. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, what happens when you drink beer? And I was like, oh, yeah, I swell. Like, I get real bloated. And she was like, did it ever cross your mind that you're allergic to gluten? And I was like, motherfucker. Do you know how many years I've been complaining about, like, swelling when I drink beer? Mm. Like, do you do you remember me talking about it? No. Oh, fuck. I talk about it all the time. Like, I'll be like, hey, guys, look at my feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, I'm so swollen. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I just thought I would always blame it on the heat in Texas. I'd be like, it's because it's hot here. (laughs) And I don't know why I said that. Like, like drinking outside in the heat will make you swell was my educated guess about and why that was happening perfectly normal to do that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm kind of going down this trail of i'm gonna try to not have gluten and i'm gonna see how my life changes that's cool good for you dude yeah yeah we'll see what happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but welcome to the show everybody where we talk about shit unrelated to spooky shit <laughs> too okay i'm just gonna Um, say like we can talk about how spooky gluten can be i have i used to work in a should i talk about this i probably shouldn't let's just why not what are you gonna say where did you used to work i used to work in a colonoscopy center for six yeah why wouldn't you talk about it well because like like the butthole can be kind of scary Oh, okay. Why are we talking about buttholes? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're talking about about gluten gluten intolerance. (laughs) So, like, I don't think that my gluten intolerance is, like, as serious as, like, what's her face? The professor that's in Colorado who loves animals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wish I could remember her name. But, like, she has, like, serious, like, gluten intolerance, like, Mm -hmm. where she can't eat a lot of stuff. Oh, that sucks. Anyways, what are you going to say about bowls, man? Let's go. Let's do this shit. No, I'm just saying, like, I was was relating. I know, right? I was relating um, your gluten intolerance. You said we don't talk about spooky shit. Um, And I just immediately thought of, like, colonoscopies and how they're kind of spooky. Like, I just remember... (laughs) The first time, the first time that I, that I witnessed one, I swear it was, it's like going down a tunnel, like where you have Uh just like a flashlight, a little bit of flashlight and you can't see, you know, Uh too far ahead of you. And so I was like, there's going to be a fucking cockroach around the corner. I just know it. Like I just, oh (laughs) no, I just felt like, like, huh? No, keep going. Yeah, I just felt like it was, it's like a spooky um, haunted house tunnel. 
is the butthole. <laughs> I wonder if it's like, if it looks like whenever you're in a cave with all the lights out. Yeah, but it's really pink and like shiny. Ew. Well, I mean, the inside, I said, ew. ew. Inside the caves, like, it's kind of pink. Mm-hmm. Like, it, well, I guess it depends on the type of cave it is. But, like, the limestone, the limestone caves in Texas, everybody, <laughs> they're kind of pink. And so I can see how it would look like a butthole. Yeah, caves are the Earth's butthole, I guess. Oh, my God, they really are. And it's where, the like, the water, like, travels. We have aquifers underground. Like, that's mm-hmm. how caves are can be made is by water underground. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. I love it. Yeah, this was a good talk. This was a good talk. I'm glad we did it. I was gl- I'm glad I was able to relate my colonoscopy experience <laughs> to my gluten intolerance. Yeah. You know what's spooky, you guys? Not getting your colonoscopy. So get them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to be a certain age to get those? Like, do they need to be recommended? Um, like, do I need to get one? I I'm too young. I think you get one when you're 40. Oh, my God. I don't ever want one. Yeah. They're not that bad. The worst part is the Whatever. Problem. It's true. Once you get in, you once you get finished with the prep. Okay, let's not go. Let's let's just stop. <laughs> okay, but if anybody wants I've to talk to about people prep for it, yeah. God, what a weird show. All right, well, if you guys have a weird story that you'd like us to tell, like, please send it in to I have a strange story podcast at gmail dot com, and we'll be happy uh, to tell that story. No butthole stories, dude. <laughs> and, and, it, and please. Um, subscribe rate and review us if you give us a review please give us a nice review take a snapshot of your review and send it to our email address with your mailing address and we will physically mail you some stickers um share this with your friends and family um if you liked this episode or if you didn't like this episode go ahead and share it with your friends and family um and um thanks Get your colonoscopies in. Get your colonoscopies. Test your gluten intolerance. Yeah. Stay off wheat. And I... And what? Stay off wheat. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until, until next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.